What's up, everybody? I'm Michael Nedemeyer here with Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. And today, we've got a special guest, Eric the Beeb Loppy. If you saw his picture, you know why we call him the Beeb. Looks just like Beaver. Justin yeah. Beaver. Don't have, a, don't have a video recording up today. Yeah. That <laughs> Looks just like Justin Beaver, so that's why we call him the Beeb. So today we want to talk about Joe and Eric both are having a lot of success this year in 2020 in their real estate sales. Want to dive into a little bit about what they contribute their success to, and why they think they're having the level of success despite everything that's going on in the economy right now. Right, we started the beginning of the year with the pandemic, coronavirus that's still going on. There's a lot of reasons and a lot of excuses people can be making right now to not achieve the financial success they want to achieve. Despite all of that, you guys have pushed through, and you're making it happen. So let's start with you guys, both of you. How long have you been in the industry? Oh, it's been about a year and a half for me. A year and a half? So you're kind of finishing up your first, first full year right now? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Joe? Uh, for me, it's been just over two years. So you're wrapping up the full full second year? Yep. Right? Full okay. second year on the team. Okay. So both relatively new to the industry, right? And so what was your experience? So prior to this, so you've been on the team. Both of these guys are on our team, Net Group Real Estate Advisors. Prior to that, what was your experience? How long were you in the industry prior to joining the team? About six months, four, four to six months. Four to six months? Yeah. Okay, four to six months. What about you, Joe? Uh, three months. Three months prior mm-hmm. to the team. And yep. What was your experience getting into the real estate industry? I guess, first of all, Eric, what got you into real estate? Uh, I just wanted to control of my own future. felt like I'd do that better being self-employed. Always had a sales tactic to me, so I figured I'd give it a shot. Yeah? Yeah. So just kind of always had that dream of, and what were you doing prior to getting into real estate? Uh, I was at, actually at a call center, but I mean, really, it didn't last too long. I was really just kind of job hopping because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah, so just kind of bouncing around, and that makes sense. What about you, Joe? What were you doing before? Um, for me, I kind of started a little business. It didn't work out very well just because we didn't like online marketing. We weren't very good at it at being full-time, so I decided to get into real estate because ever since high school, I started getting into like, personal development, started watching like, videos on real estate investing, and just was drawn to that. Cool. Okay. So you started started a little bit of a business, kind of yeah. got things going there, and mm-hmm. it wasn't panning out? Yeah, we just weren't very interested in the product we were offering. Yeah. We just didn't, we weren't passionate about it and didn't want to keep doing it. So. I think that's a big part of like people that want to go into business for themselves, especially, you have to be passionate mm-hmm. about it. Because if not, you're not going to, like, who would, who would take the abuse you take on starting your own business if you don't really care about it? the product or the business that you're in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so that got you into real estate. And so both of you guys were you were in real estate a little while before joining the team. What kind of success were you having prior to joining the team in the industry? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Man. Yeah. They, they tell you to go out and talk to people and that's it. So you didn't feel like you had much of a like guidance or anything like that? No, not at all. Really? Anybody who made it on their own, kudos to them for sure. Because there is no there is no uh, script book on how to get it done. Yeah. So you join, you get in, you're like, this is great. I see tons of people making money. You start and you're like, not what do you do? Yeah. yeah. What do you do? And it was just go talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What about you? Jeff? Yeah. So for me, I sold one home and I think I showed the buyers probably at least a hundred plus homes. Yeah. Until final <laughs> one. And it was really just kind of learning as you go. And they, they knew I was the first time agent. My first, And they were buying their first home. So we were kind of like both newbies so they were cool with it and we, we made it through and they're happy now so what, what was the price point on that house do you remember uh, it was like 150 
one fifty, so commissions few grand, yep. three four grand. Showed a hundred houses, mm-hmm. so, probably, so took, probably made about nine dollars now. Yeah, <laughs> save that, right? Yeah, yeah probably not even. Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> is hiring for more than that now. Yeah. So, so, so you both had. So Eric had no success. You had no no idea really what to do. Joe, you sold one house, so very little success. But you're yes. only a few months in, both of you guys. So then you join the team. What's your success? I know what your success has been like right now, but. You guys are having a lot of success. Like, Joe, you're wrapping up your second year. You'll probably hit between close to $8 million mm-hmm. in close production. Eric, in your first full year, you're probably going to hit somewhere between 4 and $5 million. Those are big numbers, right? Those are really, really big numbers that most people don't even have their entire career. There are a lot of people that have been in this industry, like everyone's always like, I've been in it 20 years, that do half of what you guys are doing. And you guys are experiencing it within one to two years and making a lot of money. So what do you contribute that success to? So we just get after it every day. Most people just sit sit back and wait for it to happen, and we just get after it. Like we go out there, we fish for the business, and don't just wait for it to fall into our lap. I agree with that. So you're being very proactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I, I agree with everything he just said. And, and the main thing is the people who get it to just fall in their lap are the same people that tell you just to go out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess I could have just been a, a realtor and – sat in the industry for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and let it fall in my lap or you can get a jump start on it and get it going right out of the gate. I agree with that because there are people, you see a lot of people that have been in it 10, 20, 30 years that have a good business and it's like if you want to wait 10, 20, 30 years to get there, do what they did, which was lead receiving and just kind of passively. But to have the success that you guys are experiencing this early on in your career, you've got to get after it. So both of you said kind of like proactive going out there and getting it, but for a lot of people, they probably don't know what that means. Like, what does it mean to get after it? Like, what are things you're doing every single day to keep pushing your business forward? We're yeah. on the phones. We're yeah, on the I mean, phones. I mean, phones. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is on the phones. And and people look at this funny for being on the phones. And you tell people that majority of your business is cold calling. They're like, whoa. You know, I mean, no, they have no idea what it is to be a go-getter, a hustler, and a grinder, you know, day in and day out, getting on this phone and making those cold calls. They're not people that we know. So it's not easy. And who are you calling? You know, for people like, okay, so now you guys get after it every day. You're making calls. But a lot of people like, because I hear it all the time. They're like, we just don't know what to do. So who, who are you calling? I mean, I know who you're calling, but I'm asking you so the, so the people listening, who are you calling? What are you doing? You know, what kind of phone calls are you making? Yeah, we, we just find those properties that had a tremendous amount of success. And, you know, if there's one person interested there, there's going to be multiple. So you just kind of hit that area again and again until you, you, you hit it too much. And then you move on to the next one. So calling neighborhoods, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So, so you're seeing success because a lot of people would say, hey, I tried that. It didn't work, right? So I've tried making phone calls. I tried calling neighborhoods and seeing if people are interested in selling their house, getting top dollar for it, things like that. I tried it and it didn't work. What would you say to somebody that says that? I'd say that nothing works until you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it over and over again until you see results. It's going to be like that for every single thing. You know, if you quit the phones, you go to open houses – you're not going to see success in the very first one you do. you got to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it until you're skilled enough to be able to convert. Yeah, so it's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. It's low averages. Yeah. It's eventually just going yeah. to work for it's you. Just gonna yeah, you can't get both. Yep. And that's why I tell people, too. Like You could be horrible on the phones, and if mm-hmm. you talk to enough people, somebody's just going to feel sorry for you and give you the appointment. Yes. Like, it's not even about – like so obviously you want to be skilled, and that's why we also practice scripts every single day. But if you're terrible on the phone – like, I used to be horrible on the phones, and I would still set appointments – 
because probably people just felt bad for this. Oh my God, this guy's terrible. Yeah, I'll just meet with you. I don't know what it was. But if you talk to enough people, you're going to luck into something. Now the key is how do you get enough skill to where it not, no longer becomes luck. It's just skill. And you know that if my business is slow, I need to go talk to 50 people today and I'll get an appointment and I'll get business. And that's what I like about this industry. It's that the more work you put into it, the more you get out of it. And we know that by get, being proactive and not just waiting for leads to fall in our lap, we're, we're, we're experiencing high levels of success in a short period of time. You guys are having a lot. The average real estate agent sells three homes. You guys are doing 10 times that in your first and second year, right? That's pretty incredible. So other than scripting every day, right, making calls every day, what else are you guys doing every day to make sure you keep pushing your business forward? I think one of the biggest things, and it's something that you don't necessarily have control over since we are in the team, so it's a matter of, you know, who comes in and wants to push it as much as we do, but definitely the environment we're in and, you know, being surrounded by people that not only want better for you, but are probably better than you to learn from as well. So the culture, the environment? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree completely. And I, I think also personal development, just like reading books, listening to podcasts, just making sure your mind is always sharp because you're going to have days where stuff happens and it's very difficult to want to move forward. But if you have your mindset right and you're just super hard, then you can get through anything. I agree with that. This is not an easy industry. So I definitely agree with surrounding yourself with like-minded people, having that, having that, because in here too, what I like about the culture is that you can mess up and nobody's going to laugh at you, right? Because they all know that pretty much everyone's gone through it anyway. So they're not going to laugh at you. They know exactly what you're going through. If your business starts to slow down, people aren't going to be like, oh, ha ha, your business is slow. They're going to be like, hey, what can I do to help? Let's come in on the weekends. Like we're here, it's Saturday. We're in here working, right? So it's it's continuing to push your business forward. And I think that's huge, having that environment around being surrounded by, like you said, Eric, with people that are going to continue to help you and help you be successful. And then with you too, it's controlling your mindset, right? Reading books, you know, people's Jim Rohn, self-education, or formal education to give you a living, self-education will make you a fortune. Mm-hmm. Most people stop working on themselves after they get out of school. They go to school, they finish school, they quit working on themselves, they get a job. Like the other day, somebody was in here talking about they were getting a 3% raise at a job they were working at. Yes. You know, you get your annual 3% raise. If you're making 50 grand, what's 3% of 50? $1,500. Mm-hmm. You get a $1,500 raise. Does that even cover? Just for showing up, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah. not even going to cover basic living expenses with inflation, right? So, yeah. it's, you know, your 3%. With here, you can make you can go from 50k your first year to 100k your second year, and 150, and just keep going, 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 going. And that's the beauty of this industry. But it takes discipline. So, Joe, you're one of the most success, most disciplined guys I know. What do you contribute that to? And was it just all? Did you wake up or were you born just super disciplined, or no, something you had no, to work no. at? I used to be super lazy, especially in high school. I'd just sleep in until you know just about schools. Getting ready to start, I'd be rolling into school. Uh, I got some tardy tardy cards all the time. So, so no, I've never really been disciplined to answer your question. I think it's more so just by, like Tony Robbins talks about all the time, in order to be successful, you have to pick somebody to model Mm -hmm. and basically model their behaviors and what they do. And I figured out, like, hey, if I want to be successful, I need to model somebody and model. And most people who are successful are very disciplined. So Mm -hmm. if I want to get to that level, then I need to know have the same attributes as them and be disciplined you know whether it's waking up early whether it's working out every day or whether it's just doing what i need to do every single day um and it it pays off quite a bit just by you know putting it into play every day i agree so what triggered that so like because obviously so it's we hear all the time you have to be disciplined and you see it just like you said highly successful people i i I remember i went to a thing a long time ago 10 or 15 years ago and this guy was up there multi-multi-millionaire and he was saying the most successful people i know are the most boring people i know 
And what he meant by that was they're not just boring, but they have what he meant was they have a routine every day. They get up at the same time every day. They do the same. They work out. They read. They they do the same things every single day. They go to bed at the same time every day, and they just have a schedule. And it's mastering that boredom is what really becomes makes people ultimately successful. So, what for you? Sorry about that. So, <laughs> to edit that one out. Huh? Uh, so what? Um, that one too. How do you end it? There we go. Okay. So, what what triggered that like work ethic for you? Was it just like one day you just flipped a switch? No, I think it was more like self realization. Like, hey, if I want to get to the next level, or if I want to start to have a better business, I'm going to have to become more disciplined, or else I'm just going to be stuck here, you know, and average. So you started deciding that it's time to go start working yeah, on Yeah, it's like more so like self-awareness. Like, hey, I'm not where I want to be, so i got to do something differently to get to the next level. Yeah. So I agree with that. It's it's all about – it's you got to take it to the next level. You've got to get the discipline down. What about for you, Eric? Because your first half of the – your second half of the year is significantly different from the first half of the year. Right? Like you're finishing up your first full year on the team right now. You're a different person than you were six months ago, I would say. Yeah. Like truth be told, I didn't think you were going to make it. Man, really? That out, huh? <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna make it though. Ever. So I, you know, I'm. I'm Must sorry. have been those five a.m.s. I wasn't getting up. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think the thing is, like, it's it's one of those things where you see a lot of people that they want it, mm-hmm. but they're not gonna put the effort in enough effort in to really get after. And I feel like you turned a corner halfway through the year. You know, like you had a month. What was the best month you had income wise? A few months ago, 12, 13 grand? Yeah, something, yeah, like, that. something yeah. like that, like 1.3, 1.4 mil. Yeah. yeah, and so that was one of the things where it was it was kind of that turning point for you, I feel like, where you just started really to light it up. And I don't, what do you what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd say necessarily it's like a, a corner or anything that was like self-awareness. I think um, it was just all the work that I put in mm-hmm. all that previous six months. And, you know, I wasn't getting anything to hit at all. And then, you know, that six, seven month mark came and it just all started flowing into place and it just, you know, it was a good feeling, obviously, you know, that was your first paycheck in almost half a year. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you, you don't want to go without that again. So they just kept flowing in from all the consistent work that I was doing and, um, you know, we made it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I shouldn't say I didn't think, well, yeah, I didn't think you were going to make it. Uh, no, but what I mean by that yeah, was. Let, let the feelings flow. <laughs> <feelings, laughs> it's all good. It's don't, all don't get all upset. I think it means like your it's, level of commitment because I, I feel yeah. like at first, when like the first half of the year, you weren't like, you didn't seem super committed. But then when you start, you had that pop off where you like hit that big month, yeah. I feel like your level of commitment just doubled down. Yeah. And you were like way more, you were here more often. You were just more focused and more dialed in, I think, after yeah. that. Well, it was more visual you know, at that point. Yeah. You know, you, you saw it. You got mm-hmm. to do something with your money. I mean, it, it was a good feeling. And you realize, I guess, like you say all the time, Michael, like this does work and it, yeah. will, it will work. You just got to keep your foot on the gas and not take off because when you do, that's when you're going to hit that hit that slow swell again and not have anything. And then your, your level of commitment, if you're not getting anything, mm-hmm. how can you be committed? You just feel like you're wasting your time because yeah. you're here yeah. almost every day. You're not making any money. Exactly. So you're like, what's the point? I may as well just go exactly. home. Exactly. And, and, and when you really put it all into perspective, like Michael said, I mean, people, most agents only sell, what, like three houses a year? Mm-hmm. And they clearly make a living off that. So what can you do if you just sold one a month? Yeah. Literally, what one a month. What will that take you? For those first 30 days, how, how many people you got to talk to to just sell one house right. um, every single month. Yeah, That's 12 houses at the end of the year that could easily turn into almost a six-figure paycheck right. yearly. Yeah, and then what happens when you do two a month and three a month and five yeah. a month and seven a month and it just keeps going, 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 going? Like what, you'll hit 30, 40 houses this year, Joe? 
Uh, right now I'm at 30. At 30 yeah. closed, yeah. So, and I mean, what does that look like, right? Like your your money has significantly improved mm-hmm. over the last two years. Yes. Right? And that's where I think with you, Eric, like I saw you when I said I didn't think you would make it. I, I saw you putting the effort in, but you were at that critical point, right? Where, where it's like, okay, you've been doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, and you haven't had as much success as you probably should have or as you would expect to have. And so you were at that point where it was like, you, you could go either way. You could quit or you keep pushing forward, right? And, for, and we've all been there. Like we talk about stories like that all the time. Like I was there, Rory, our lender is number one with his mortgage company now. Like people like that, Jeff on our team, you know, like Jeff almost quit. He made $23,000 last month, right? And he almost he almost quit a couple of years ago. You know, and we've all got to that critical point where it was like, we're ready to quit and it can go either way. And you push through and now look what happens, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're getting double digit paychecks and commission checks and it's like, you know, five figure checks. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Right? And it can just keep going up and up and up and up from there. But to your point, too, it's that confidence I feel like that you get from having that certain level of success. Because like you said, you're putting the effort in and it's not happening. And all of a sudden it hits. And it's like now you have a confidence that's not going to go away. I can do this. I did it once. I can do it again next month and next month. And I feel like the people who, you know, they get the success right out of the gate, you know, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. But I don't really feel like they're going to stick in it as long because they didn't have to go through the grind. They mm-hmm. didn't have to go through the hustle. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what it feels like. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen more than once, too. And you got to know how to how to double down and, and you know, take on that um, discipline to, to get past that hurdle. And so people who, who haven't been through it, if they don't go through it right in the beginning, I feel like their, their success level isn't going to be as high as from somebody who did have to go through that, especially within their first year. Because... Not many people can go six months without making a single dollar. Yeah, for sure. And I think once you hit that mark too, like after you go six months and finally it just pops off, you realize that like, hey, I never have to worry about money again because mm-hmm. I can just go out, you know, tomorrow and make 50 phone calls, set an appointment, and then I'm just good every yeah. single month. That's that's the greatest, the greatest benefit to making money. Like the greatest benefit to becoming a millionaire is not the money, right? It's, it's, it's the journey to get there. Yeah, I it's agree. everything you learn along the way. It's the confidence you build and the experience you build. And, and it's all of that because now you know, take it all away. Take all the money away. Take your house. Take your cars. Take all of that away. You still got you. You still have your confidence. You've got your experience. You've got the knowledge. You've got the know-how. You've got the grit and the willingness to do it. And that's what that's the beauty of what this journey is. It's not about the money. Like the money's just the it's the it's the icing on the cake, right? Mm-hmm. But the money's the byproduct of the success you have because of the work you put in. And that, for me, it's just one of those things where, same, to your point, I'm never, like, I don't think I'll ever have to worry about money ever again because I know what I need to do to go make money. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people never fully accept or they never understand how to go create money. And once you learn how to create money, your world becomes unstoppable because you just know that, hey, I know this works. This has worked in my past. It's working presently. If, if things ever slow down, I just need to go do more of this. Right, I can go do this, this, and it's like turning funnels on or faucets on, where the money just starts rolling, rolling in. So you guys are starting to make really good money now. And one thing I want to point out too is just for our listeners is that you guys are both in your early twenties. You're twenty two. You're twenty four. Yeah, I'm about to be twenty four. Yeah, you're twenty one. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah twenty one. Yeah. You're just twenty one. You're about to be twenty four. Yeah. So you're twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, twenty one and twenty three. So most of your friends are still in college, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you don't really have a database. Like you didn't start into this, and you've been into a year now. You've been into two years. You start when you're 19. You start when you're 22, 20. You know, so you don't have a database of people that are buying homes right now. So keep that in mind for everybody listening right now. This these guys started with absolutely nothing, like nothing. 
It wasn't like you came into this, you're 35 years old and all your friends are looking to move up, buy a house and sell their existing homes. And you guys, like your, your friends are still drinking and partying mm-hmm. and they don't have any money and they're not going to be money for a while because they're going to have to pay all the student loans off. That's a subject for another day. But so, so I want people to keep that in mind that you guys are doing this and having this level of success of selling millions and millions of dollars worth of real estate without having a database really. So what did you have to do to start getting that database in place? Making those phone calls, yeah, day in and day out. That's the only way to do it, you know. Because so somebody like me who's not even from here, so you don't even have family as a resource, you know. It's it's nothing. You got yeah. to find those people. And that's what's cool. Like to your point, you're not even from here, right? Yeah. So so you're brand new, don't know anybody here, and you get on the phone and start making cold calls essentially, and start building a database and finding people that are motivated to buy and sell, and you start building a ma- a really really good business from that. That's really cool. That's like that show Undercover Billionaire. Have you guys watched that? We talk, talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah it's built a billion dollar company with like. Well, he was like a he had built a billion dollar business, and they dropped him in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and with no money, he had like a hundred dollars, and then like so he had a hundred dollars in a pickup truck, and he had to build a um, he had to get a business to a million dollars within I think it was ninety days or thirty days, something like that. I, it's been a while since I've watched it, but to our point, what we've been talking about is. It wasn't about the money, right? He didn't need the money. He didn't need like venture capital and millions of dollars to go build this business. He took all of his experience, knowledge, and know-how and his work ethic and grit and built a business quickly by just taking – so that's what's cool. And that's what – for you guys, it's what you've learned now can just be duplicated. You can go drop into a totally different city and do this all over again, right? And that's pretty cool that this is something that's duplicatable, that it's not – and it's just picking up the phone and really knowing what to say and saying that to enough people. So you guys are both in your early 20s making good money. What are you doing with your money right now? What are you doing with your money, Joe? Putting it away. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody saving? Yeah, I'm just saving. I, I do the 40% rule. I think it's from the richest man in Babylon uh-huh. or Rich Dad Porter, one of those two. Yeah. I just kind of mix them both up. Uh, but basically they talk about how you should always pay yourself first and put away like 40% or I think it's like 20% from the richest man in Babylon, but I do 40% just because Grant Cardone talks about yeah. it, so I take a little bit from each person. Uh, but I do 40%, basically pay myself first because I've never had that habit, especially when I first got into real estate. Um, you know, obviously it took longer to get started, so I never had the ability to actually do that and live off, you know, the remainder because there wasn't a whole lot there. Right. Uh, but now, since the income's gotten a lot better, I'm able to just put 40% away each time. And now it's just a habit. I know that, you know, 40% is coming off the top and it's going to savings. So you're taking 40%. Yeah. So richest man in Babylon, he says, he says one tenth of all you earn should be okay, saved. So minimum. Four. Yeah. So minimum of all tenth, one tenth of all you earn. All right. That's a really good book. If you haven't read it, that's a really, really good book. So you're saving 40%. So 10 mm-hmm. grand comes in, four grand immediately going to savings. You're mm-hmm. banking that money. And then what are you planning on doing with it? Uh, just investing in real estate later on. Yeah. So you have an investment property currently, right? Correct. Yes. So you've got an investment property. So you've got another pillar. Because we always talk about that too. The average millionaire has seven flows of income, seven pillars mm-hmm. of income. So you've got your real estate money coming in. You've got a pillar of income where you're making money off investment properties. And you're banking more money to buy more. That's huge. What about you, Eric? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I was the type that I always paid myself first. The uh-huh. entire check as well. So... Um, I always paid myself first, you know, when I was job hopping, every paycheck I got was just spent. I, I always had high fashion, so I okay. always wanted to be luxurious out there. So got myself <laughs> in a little bit of debt. I think at the beginning of this year, I think I started probably fifty, sixty thousand in debt, counting student loans and whatnot. And yeah. So um, all my money has just been going to paying that all off, and so hopefully by um, the end of this year, I'll have my first passive uh, stream of income flow um, 
through a rental property as well. So and all that debt will be paid. It's kind of where. So you're planning your debt. Is. So how much debt have you paid down so far? I'm um, down to down to under below twenty between ten and twenty. Awesome. 000. Yeah, that's huge. So. So you're taking that money and just socking it away and knocking all that debt out. Yeah. Hospital bills, you know, car payment, credit yeah. cards, all that good stuff. Yeah. I think that's big, man, because like a lot of people, what they do, and that's that's what I really admire about you, the two of you is that you're making good money, but you're not buying flashy stuff. Right? Like a lot of people making the money you make would have like a BMW right now. They'd mm-hmm. go out and buy go like, like a car. Every yeah. Saturday they'd, be, they, you know, they'd be buying bottle service yep. and stuff like that. And, and that's fun, and there's a time and place for that. But also, it's it's when people what they're doing is they're taking earned income that they're earning and they're going and spending on things like that that aren't really that's like depreciating assets, mm-hmm. Just and liabilities. Like yeah. yeah, all these liabilities, and so they're never getting ahead. They become a slave to money essentially. Instead of build, save your money, be smart with it now, build your passive income like you're talking about. Like you want to get into investing in real estate as well. Your passive income now that becomes a pillar of now. Eventually, you'll get to a point where you've got enough money coming in that you can go spend stuff. And, and buy some of that stupid stuff and have more mm-hmm. fun with it, but you're not working for that money. It's a it's a funnel that's coming in for you, and that's where everybody should get. But most people don't. They go out, they earn a paycheck, they go spend it all. There's nothing left. That's why 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, because everybody just thinks they deserve all of this fancy stuff. Every dollar that comes in, they spend it instead of investing it, being smart with it, building passive income funnels where money's coming in passively to you, and that's how you start to really create wealth. So that's cool. You guys are both in a really good spot where you're paying down a lot of debt. I was the same way. I had tons of student loans, hundred something grand in student loans I had to pay out. And that financially just crippled me. I had credit card debt too. Cause in college I was like, well, I'm going to get a good job when I get out of school. I'll pay this off. No big deal. Well, that $12,000 credit card debt probably turned into, I don't know, 25 grand maybe, you know, with interest. Yeah. We were talking about student loans the other day and I, they had one loan that was a 50 K loan that I paid almost 50 grand in interest on like insane. So my school cost me a couple hundred grand probably for a degree that I don't even use. So I don't know. But you guys, that's good that you guys are both on the right track. Early 20s, making good money. So while we wrap up here, anything else you want to add? If people are listening, they're at your age. Let's just say they're early 20s and they're kind of like mm-hmm. not sure what to do. Because I think there are a lot of people your age that are they're getting jobs. They're bouncing around. They really haven't found something that fits for them. What kind of advice would you give them? Uh, find something you enjoy and just stick to it. 100%. Just stick to it through the bad days, through the good days, because the people that make the money are the ones that stick through the bad days, not yeah. the good days. So just, you know, be committed to something and go 100% the whole way through it. I agree with that completely. It's commitment is everything. Like I see a lot of people my age, they're 38 years old and they've had 19 jobs in the last 15 years because they never commit to anything. It's like they chase this and like, oh, I can go make a little bit of money here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go do this. They chase that. They find something else here. Something else pops up. They go chase it. They never committed. And if they would just stick to one thing and commit, it's amazing what can happen. So I completely agree with that. It's all about commitment and finding that commitment. What about you? What was one piece of advice you'd give them? Yeah, I'd say one piece of advice for me would be don't get discouraged by other people's success, like right when you get started, especially you know if you're younger, you're getting into a new industry, whether it's real estate, insurance, whatever it might be. Uh, there's going to be people that you see get started right away and instantly they have success or there's going to be someone who's like 40 years old, they're making tons of money and you're like, damn, I wish I could be like them. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. You have to realize that maybe they have a huge sphere of influence since they're 40 years old, or maybe they've been doing it for like five or 10 years. And that's why they're able to, you know, have the success they do. And I'd say, don't get discouraged by that because, you know, it might take you two years. It might take you five years, but eventually if you just stick with it, you're going to get there and you're probably going to pass them as well. I agree with that too. 
Yeah, it is. It's it's commitment and it's sticking with it and not comparing yourself to somebody that's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and actually Turbo has a quote on his desk that I gave him. It's, uh, don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. So it's just always compare yourself to you mm-hmm. and just make sure that you're making progress every single day and not comparing yourself to someone else's progress because you don't know you know what they've done in the past or you know what their experience has been. I, yeah, agreed. And, and that's something that's tough for a lot of people. Because a lot of people too, like all of us, have kind of those driver personalities that we want more, mm-hmm. we want more, we yes. want more. Real and so, competitive, yeah. yeah, and you're never really satisfied. So it's figuring out how you can be satisfied with what you've accomplished, but never satisfied with what you've accomplished, mm-hmm. right? So being being happy with what you've the the progress you've made, but always wanting more, right? And I think for a lot of us that's tough because we want it all like yesterday, and so it's it's being happy with look look where I've come this year for both of you guys. Look where you've come over two years. Look where you've come over one year. And be happy with the progress you've made, but also not be happy with the progress you've made mm-hmm. as far as yes. how do I get to the next level now? And that's where, like we talked about before, about, you know, think about if you, you just were in the fourth grade and you never got out of the fourth grade. Like you just kept failing fourth grade over. Like how many years would you fail before your parents would be like, oh, what's wrong with this kid, right? <laughs> and so, but that's what a lot of people do after they graduate from school. They, they finish high school, they finish college, they go get a job, they quit working on themselves. And it's like they're repeating that last year of their education every single year because they're never pushing themselves to be better. So I can agree, commitment, self-discipline, always pushing yourself to be better. And if you do that, you're just going to keep experiencing that success. So that's all I got, man. I appreciate you guys being on today. And uh, I think the people have learned a lot. And, you know, you guys are honestly, it's, it's very admirable to see what you've done at your young age too. Like I wasn't making near the money you guys were making when I was your age. You know, it's one of those things where you guys have had a lot of success and it's just going to keep happening because of the work ethic you put in. So if you have any questions, you can hit us at on Instagram, right? Yep. Yeah. Whitwin podcast. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks.